Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to become a vision-driven leader. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought none other than Michael Hyatt, who's the founder of Michael Hyatt & Company, which has been featured in the Inc. 5000 list of the fast-growing companies in America for three years in a row. He's also the author of several best-selling books, including Your Best Year Ever, Free to Focus, and his newest book, The Vision-Driven Leader. And today, Fire Nation, we're be focusing on what it takes to become a vision-driven leader. So hang on tight because we're diving in as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, are you ready to turn your passion into a profitable business? Then this free training and seven-figure playbook and resources from my good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney is for you. It's called Launch and Scale Now. And you can get instant access today when you visit launchandscalenow.com. Ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire tech team to help? With ClickFunnels, you can. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Michael, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, what's up, Fire Nation? Okay, something interesting that others might not know. I am a Native American flute collector and player. (laughs) I've got 13 flutes right now, and I love playing the flute. I've known you for eight years now. You've been to my home with your wife in Puerto Rico. You've been to my home down here in Palmas del Mar. I didn't know this about you. How's that possible? Well, I didn't really take it up in earnest until about a year ago. Oh, okay. And I hired a flute instructor and I got really serious about it. <laughs> I love it. Well, <laughs> next time you come down here, we'll treat you to dinner. You treat us to a flute session. Awesome. I'll bring it. Okay. <laughs> it's gotta, you just got to promise not to fall asleep because it's like spa music. <laughs> I promise. And Fire Nation, as I shared in the intro, we'll be talking all about how you can become a vision-driven leader. And there's literally nobody better to talk about this topic on because he has written the book on this now. And what I want to kind of start by asking you, Michael, is the major theme of your newest book, The Vision-Driven Leader, is what? Because we all know that writing a book is so much work. What inspired you to put this major theme you're about to tell us into words? Well, one of the things I realized probably about 20 years ago when I was trying to turn around a division for a major corporation where I was working is that everything begins and is based upon vision. Any change you want to initiate, any growth you want to accomplish, any of that has to begin with a vision of a bigger, better future. And so one of the things I did when I was trying to turn around that vision is I I went off and I spent about a day and I just got really clear, just tried to stand in the future mentally and write down what I saw, what I wanted to happen to that division. And I had told the CEO, and this was a turnaround situation, he said, how long is it going to take you to turn around this division? Because we were dead last out of 14 divisions. We were number 14. And I said, I think it's going to take three years. And I was kind of guessing. But after we had a vision, after I got the team aligned around that, And after we began to execute to it, it only took us a year and a half. And I've used that model not only there, but uh, also when I became the CEO of Thomas Nelson, we created what I call a vision script, which is what I talk about in the book. I used it in my current company, Michael Hyatt and Company. And it's what I've taught my 500 business coaching clients this same process. And it just works. Vision is everything. If as a leader, you don't have a vision, Where are you leading people? I mean, the essence of leadership is that you're going someplace. There's got to be a destination. And if you're fuzzy about that, 
you don't have a chance that people are going to follow you. Fire Nation, you know this about me. I was an officer in the U.S. Army for eight years, and it is so critical that we would really be able to have a plan of action when we were going forward You know, with our platoon, with our company, with our battalion, whatever, whatever mission we were on. But our soldiers, they had to understand that vision. They had to be on board with that vision because otherwise, you know, what are they fighting for? Like, what are they putting their lives on the on the line for? And you really talk about the concept between a leader and a manager in this book, Michael. So can you expound upon that? Yeah. And you know, they're, they're both important. And a lot of times people, when they talk about this distinction, and it is a distinction, they sort of denigrate managers like, you know, like you're only a manager. Right. Well, here's the deal. Leaders create vision. Managers execute vision. Leaders inspire and motivate managers maintain and administer and both needed leaders take risks managers control risks leaders stay focused on the horizon while managers have their eye on short-term goals and objectives and what i find is that that business today is full of a lot of people that are managers but there's very few visionary leaders and i talk about in the example kind of the difference between uh john f kennedy president kennedy and george hw bush you know, Kennedy was a real leader. You know, he had his moonshot vision where he talked about literally, let's put a man in the moon within 10 years. And it happened. And nobody knew how it was going to be accomplished. Even NASA resisted him because they didn't see a path to get from the vision uh, back to the to the present. He just, they just didn't understand how it could happen. George H.W. Bush was famous for saying that vision kind of wasn't his thing. And he was a manager, but I also think it's why he wasn't reelected. He didn't have a vision, a compelling vision that caused people to get motivated and go out and vote for him. I love that you brought up JFK, one of my favorite all-time quotes, and I think it applies so much in the entrepreneurial world, is ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I mean, as a leader, JFK inspired like me, even though you know I wasn't born during his administration, but hearing his words decades and decades later... I'm like, I gotta get off my butt and do something. I gotta get off my butt and do something for this country. Like he gave me this vision and it wasn't like it was this crystal clear, like do this, but he's gave me this vision, this desire, this clarity to get off my butt and do something and not just like have my handout waiting for a handout. And that's inspiring to me. And so what specific role does having a clear vision make in either the success or failure of a leader? Well, first of all, with the vision, you got something compelling to move toward. I mean, every organization is moving towards something. And if you don't have a vision, what are you moving toward? It gives you a way to filter opportunities. And, you know, uh, on the surface, or at least initially, it's difficult to tell the difference between an opportunity and a distraction. And the more successful you become, John, the easier it is to get distracted by opportunities. You know, they can take you off course. I, I tell the story in the beginning of the book, The Vision Driven Leader, about starting a publishing company in 1984. And we didn't have a clear vision. We had a clear mission, but we didn't have a clear vision. And as a result, we didn't say no to anything. The more successful we got, the more times we said yes. You know, there wasn't an opportunity that we didn't like. We were publishing children's books and gift books and adult trade books and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And eventually what that did was it depleted our resources. It completely unfocused us as a company. And we eventually went bankrupt. So a clear vision gives you a mechanism for doing that kind of filtering, but it also provides a great recruitment tool. Uh, it attracts the right kind of people and it repels the wrong kind of people. So when you're trying to hire employees, if you've got a vision and if it's clear and you can share it with prospective employees, again, the right people salute that, join on, 
the wrong people, it deflects them. So a vision has a lot of practical implications. So let's talk about top qualities because a vision-driven leader has a lot of qualities, has a lot of you know, ideas and strategies and tips, tools and tactics to implement and to make things happen. But in all this research that you've done, what are those top qualities that a vision-driven leader has? For one, they've got optimism and people are drawn to optimism. You know, it's so easy as you become a leader to be kind of negative, to be focused on what's wrong, to walk into a room or to look at a project or review a document and say, where is this broken? Where is it wrong? But somebody with a vision sees that as a, as a means to an end. That's an obstacle toward a vision. But the optimism itself is a characteristic of, of, leaders, of, of vision-driven leaders. They're also full of possibility. You know, that they, they know that anything's possible. If they can first conceive it, they can achieve it. And then I think when it, it comes in very handy when it comes to risk-taking. You know, somebody that's got a vision, is willing to take a risk, knows that a risk or risk are going to be required in order to achieve a vision, and they're willing to do that. I think another benefit is that it gives you kind of the courage to take bold action. You know, visions that are incremental, and that's really not even a vision, but a view of the future that's just kind of incremental doesn't require any courage, doesn't require any bold action. But if there's something big that you want to accomplish in the world, something where you really want to put a dent in the universe, that's going to require some bold action. And then finally, I think one of the benefits is that when a leader has a clear vision, it creates engagement inside of the organization because every side, everybody in the organization can suddenly link their daily actions to the vision. And one of the things that people are craving is meaning in their work. So often when a leader doesn't provide that vision, the workers are just left to, to kind of do their tasks. They feel very mundane. They feel very disconnected to what matters. But a vision-driven leader that's constantly articulating the vision, that's calling people to a bigger story, it infuses the organization with meaning. That translates into engagement where people really work. You know, one of the things I I hear all the time is I hear some of my peers criticizing millennials. You know, they don't have a good work ethic and all this. And I just want to say, bull, that is not (laughs) true. If that's, that's a fault of the leader who doesn't have a vision. One of the things I've discovered, I've, I was telling you earlier, you know, we've got about 40 full-time employees, right. most of them, with the exception of two, and I'm one of them, uh, the rest of them are millennials. They are the hardest working, most mission-driven, vision-focused people I've ever met. But it's my job to give them the vision. Once they have the vision, they're totally engaged. And engagement is everything in terms of accomplishing that vision. Fire Nation, optimism, possibility, risk-taking, engagement, these are all top qualities. But Michael, let me ask you a question. When I look back at the leaders that I admired the most when I was an officer in the Army, it was individuals that took 100% responsibility for what happened as a result of their vision, as a result of the orders that they gave. How does that line up with the research that you've done for this book? Well, totally. I mean, you know, I think that that not so much my research for this book, but ownership is a key quality of success. You know, if you can't own it, you can't change it. If you can't own it, you can't improve it. If you can't own it, you can't change it. So it, it begins with a leader owning the vision. You know, this is not something you can delegate. It's not something you can purchase on Amazon. This is something where as a leader, you have to get off and get really clear on what it is you want for your future. And so one of the things, John, I I do in the book is describe a vision by saying it's this. It's a clear, inspiring, practical, and attractive picture of your organization's future. Clear, inspiring, 
practical and attractive. And it's your job to get that vision. Now, it's not as hard or as mysterious or even as mystical as it may sound. All you have to do is set aside about a day, go off, stand in the future, like three years from now, and write down, and this is the key, write it down because writing forces clarity, write down what you see. And one of the things that I do in the book, The Vision Driven Leader, is I provide a series of prompting questions so that people don't have to be terrified by looking at a blank page. They can simply answer these questions, and as they do so, they'll end up with about 90% of the vision written for them as they answer those questions. So it's a great place to start, but it's got to get it committed to paper so that you can share it, review it, and make it uh, make it happen. Commit it to paper, Fire Nation. That's why the Freedom Journal, the Mastery Journal, the Podcast Journal, they're so effective because you're actually taking these learnings, committing it to paper, making things happen. And Michael, in Vision Driven Leader, you broke out four characteristics of an inspiring vision. Can you expound upon those? I can. You know, an inspiring vision focuses on, first of all, what isn't, not what is. So for example, the founders of Uber, you know, this this came about, they were having a night in Paris and they couldn't get a cab and they were frustrated and they said, well, wouldn't it be cool if we had an app where we could hail a cab and the cab would find us? You know, their vision was not, you know, a prettier taxi or a better way of paying in a taxi, but it was completely different then. It was what didn't exist yet. And now Uber is the largest ground transportation company in the world and they don't own a single car, which is amazing. Easy. Another uh, aspect or another characteristic of inspiring vision is that it's exponential, not incremental. So, for example, when Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone, he didn't just say, okay, let's create a better keyboard because at that time, you know, BlackBerry was dominant. There were a lot of other phones out there that had keyboards. And he could have just said, you know, let's make a better, a little easier to use keyboard that would be an incremental improvement over the previous generation. No. He said, what if we did a phone that had no keyboard? You know, and it only had a single button. And he famously said, you know, your finger is the best stylus ever created. And so it was a uh, exponential kind of vision. And there were so many people, as you probably remember, that were naysayers with regard to the iPhone. You know, people like Steve Ballmer, the head of Microsoft, who just laughed at it and said, I'll give it a year. And boy, <laughs> did he look stupid in hindsight because Microsoft had to get out of the mobile market because they had nothing to offer. Third characteristic is that it needs to be risky but not stupid. Okay. And there's a fine line sometimes, but, uh, you know, I know you've got, uh, your journals, we have a planner. Yeah. And when we started that process, and it was probably true for you too. It seemed kind of risky because we were, we were doing the online space and we had courses and I had eBooks and all this stuff and we were very successful at it, but to produce a physical product, there's a risk. You got to put up the cash, you got to buy the inventory. You know, we weren't sure if anybody was going to buy it, all that stuff. But it was a risk that was, you know, well taken. In fact, I remember the conversation we had out on your patio and you encouraged me to go for it. Yeah, big time. And that ended up being, that, that today is a little over half of our business. Wow. And then the fourth characteristic, you got to focus on what, not how. Here's the thing people often do, and I see leaders make this mistake time and time again, is they get, um, they kind of get sidetracked or stuck in the how. In other words, they start to have a vision. But before they get clarity, they start asking themselves, well, how am I going to do that? They can't see a clear path. And so they short circuit or sabotage themselves, short circuit the vision. You got to forget the how. You got to suspend that question of how, which is a question about strategy, until you get clear on the what. That's the vision. And in fact, I would say this, the strategy and the resources will not show up 
until you're clear on the vision. The only job you need to worry about initially is what it is you want to accomplish. Get clear on that vision. Fire Nation, what isn't, not what is. That's you should be focusing on. What isn't, not what is. With Entrepreneurs on Fire, I focus on what isn't. There wasn't a daily podcast. I went and filled that void. Number two, exponential, not incremental. Steve Jobs would not compromise on his vision, and that vision was exponential. And then I loved your point about the risky, not stupid. And Fire Nation, we were talking about the journals and the planners. Like back in 2016, I was like, I have this idea for a physical product, but how do I know for sure that Fire Nation is going to want this? You never know for sure, of course, but I ran a Kickstarter campaign and I said, hey, if you guys want me to get this product, you know, get the physical product moving, the manufacturing process, all that jazz, let's support this first and then I know you're going to want it and we'll make it happen. And then in 33 days, $453,000 supporting a $39 journal, yes, I went and made it happen. So I took a risk, but I wasn't stupid about it. I made sure there was proof of concept there. And then focus on what, not how. And Fire Nation, if you think the value bombs are starting to slow down, you get another thing coming. As soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors, we have some more fire. If you're ready to turn your passion into a profitable business, but you're not quite sure where to start, then I've got great news for you. My good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney, created a free training where they're sharing three smart cuts to leverage your expertise or the expertise of others to launch and scale in 2020. During this training, you'll learn the one skill you must master to launch and scale your expertise to the world, how to quickly create and launch the perfect high-fee offer sales funnel right out of the gates, and how to use a supersonic stack to scale a business in record time. Plus, when you sign up today, you'll also gain access to their seven-figure playbook free. Inside their playbook, you'll find brand new funnels, scripts, and word-for-word copy that they've used to help their clients generate seven and even eight figures in revenue. That means you don't have to start from scratch or recreate the wheel when it comes to a solid start in your marketing strategy. Visit launchandscalenow.com today to sign up for their free training. That's launchandscalenow.com. I don't consider myself a techie person, but when it comes to idea generation, I'm on fire. So when asked, are you ready to build your first sales funnel? I immediately thought I'd have to hire a tech team to help. Then I found ClickFunnels, and with ClickFunnels, the sky is the limit. ClickFunnels is a software tool that helps you create sales funnels that convert your visitors into leads and then customers. ClickFunnels was created so entrepreneurs like me and you who aren't programmers and who don't know how to code can easily build great looking pages inside of a sales funnel to grow our business online. And the great thing about ClickFunnels is that it's not just your funnel building editor, it's also your shopping cart, your email autoresponder, your membership software, your affiliate management software, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. So Michael, we're back and I want to talk about your day-to-day. How does having a practical vision guide affect your day-to-day decisions? You know, this is so useful because the emphasis in so many companies today is on greater productivity. But without a vision, you don't really have a filter 
for evaluating what you do on a daily basis. This is why so many people are so overwhelmed. You know, not all tasks are created equal. Some contribute to the vision. Some are a distraction from the vision. But if you don't have a vision, you don't know the difference. So you're just busy all the time. This is why people are working 70, 80 hours a week. In our coaching program, the people that we've taught this concept of a vision, here, two things happen that are powerful. In the first year in our program, and we've got 500 clients in our coaching program, in the first year of our program, their business on average grows 61%. Whoa. That's the revenue. On average, they shave 11 hours off their work week. Those two things sound crazy, but it's possible when you have a vision. Last year, my business grew 62%. I took 162 days off. Why? Because I have a vision. And I don't have to work all the time. I just have to do the right things. It's not how much you get done. It's whether or not you get the right things done. And a vision provides that filter for guiding your daily activities. Another thing, too, and I said this a little bit before, but, you know, a vision provides on a practical basis a mechanism for recruiting the right employees yeah. and repelling the wrong ones. And it also acts acts for as that filter for uh, evaluating opportunities. So all the above, very clear linkage between strategy and day-to-day decisions. Michael, let's be honest. We are all going to face resistance in our journey as entrepreneurs, as human beings. It's just going to happen. So let's break down the three essential traits to effectively respond to this resistance when we face it. Yeah. First and foremost is tenacity. You know, you just got to have the ability to see the to see the vision through when you encounter that messy middle. One of the things that happens whenever you get a great vision is that you almost immediately encounter the resistance. Stephen Pressfield has written brilliantly about oh, this in several books, including uh, The War of Art. But that's certainly been my experience. Whenever I have a vision, there's going to be some kind of challenge, some kind of resistance that shows up that, you know, wants to slow us down. But that resistance can act a little bit like the resistance of the wind on an airplane wing. If you know how to manage it, it can actually create the lift that you need. But you've got to have tenacity. You can't slow down your airspeed. You've got to keep moving through the resistance if you're going to experience that lift. And the key way to do that, in my experience, is be really connected to your why. People lose their way when they lose their why. And so to be connected to your to why that vision matters, it's got to be so compelling to you personally that you're willing to hang in there when the going gets tough, as it inevitably will. Second trait, you need to have integrity. I think when you're pursuing a big vision, there's going to be a lot of temptation to compromise and to compromise specifically your integrity. You know, maybe it's just cheating a little here, cheating a little there, you know, maybe compromising your vision. But to have integrity and to really take a stand, and I can tell you, back when I was trying to turn that uh, division around in that publishing company, you know, right after I had shared the vision with the team, everybody was jacked up. We were excited about pursuing it. And we had one of our biggest books ever going to the printer. And it was actually at the printer about to go on press. We had a million dollars advanced to the author. And we were expecting this book to bring in several million dollars worth of revenue that year. I discovered, to my shock, 30 days into this divisional turnaround, that this author had kind of come off the rails and was out in the public saying a bunch of nutty things, Mm. things that didn't align with our values as a publishing company, things that would have, you know, brought us, uh, brought a tremendous amount of ridicule to our publishing company, but we had a lot invested. So were we going to pull the plug or are we going to keep going forward? So I went to my boss and I said, look, here's the deal. Here's what she's out there saying. We set up a meeting with the author. She reconfirmed to us. Yeah, this is what I believe. And this is what I'm saying. And we're like, oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. 
So um, my boss said to me, he said, I think we should publish it anyway. You know, the book is fine. You know, we've got a lot invested. We just got to do it. I said, I don't think we can. I said, I feel like I'm going to be compromising my integrity mm-hmm. to do that. He said, go home and think about it. And I mean, the clear implication was you need to figure out a way to do this mm-hmm. because we're not pulling the plug. I talked to Gail. Gail said to me, babe, you need to do what you know is right. And if this is, if this is in your heart to do what's right, and if you get fired, I'm totally with you. So I went back to my boss, told him, I, I said, look, if you want to publish it, that's fine. You know, it's your business. But, uh, you know, I report to you, but I can't, I can't do it. It, be, it would be a compromise of my conscience to do it. He said, okay. He said, I, I got to think about this. He's, I mean, he was like totally rocked back. I went back to my office and literally started packing up my stuff. I thought that's the end of my short-lived career in publishing. Well, then his boss, the CEO of the company called me. This is like 20 minutes later. And he said, hey, I was just talking to your boss. He told me you want to pull the plug on this book. Tell me about the situation. I explained it to him. He said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to pull the plug. He said, what's the cost going to be? I said, well, best I can tell, it's going to be three to $4 million. He said, do it. You're in the right. Do it. And I did it. And honestly, here's the crazy thing about it. It didn't take us three years to turn around that division like I had told the CEO. It took us a year and a half. And I think a lot of it, John, was because we didn't compromise our integrity. And that so fired up the team because we were willing to act on principle that they hustled, made up the deficit, and we went beyond what we expected. So that's integrity. Third essential trait is courage. And maybe that story was a little bit about courage too, but you know this as an entrepreneur, and and certainly the Fire Nation knows this as entrepreneurs, and that is that, you know, courage doesn't mean the absence of fear. It just means the willingness to act in spite of our fear, doing it scared. And I, I learned this insight from Dan Sullivan. Confidence and courage look exactly the same from the outside in. But from the inside out, they feel way different. Every significant thing I've ever done, every movement toward the vision, there required something big of me. I was terrified. I can think of times when I was shaking, couldn't sleep, had an upset stomach, whatever. But the confidence comes after the exercise of courage. But if you're going to accomplish a vision, something that's really bigger and better and more compelling, superior to the present, you got to be willing to exercise courage, which again, to just boil that down, doesn't mean you have the absence of fear. It just means you're willing to act in spite of your fear. Fire Nation, three value bombs coming at you. Number one, I love that. Be a tenacious bulldog when you hit that messy middle. So critical in your analogy, Michael, about wind actually providing lift. Like, don't always look at these things as a negative. Look at something as a negative that could be turned into a positive and connect to your why. People lose their way when they lose their why. And then number two, Integrity Fire Nation, Michael's story sums it up so well. And then have that courage, have that courage to stand for what you believe in. Now, Michael, to kind of move forward as we close down our chat today, there's something I've been hearing a lot about. It's the vision scripter tool that you've created. So what is the vision scripter tool and how can Fire Nation figure out exactly what this is for? Yeah, here's the cool thing. When you buy the book, from any retailer, Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com, your local bookstore, save the receipt, go to visiondrivenleader.com slash entrepreneur. And this is a special offer for your uh, listeners, visiondrivenleader.com slash entrepreneur. They will get a series of bonuses that go with the book. You're going to get the free ebook. You're going to get uh, the free audio book, and you're going to get this tool, the vision scripter. This is an online tool 
that walks you through the process. This is like uh, paint by number. Not, not quite that simple, but almost. This is going to help you create a vision. If you'll just go through that process, you'll end up with about 90% of your vision written and done for you so that you've got something to go back and polish, share with your team, and help get them moving, moving toward that bigger, better future. Fire Nation, if you don't already know that it's a no-brainer to pick up Vision Driven Leader, consume this content. Every single book that Michael's ever read is literally a must-read for entrepreneurs that are looking to grow the type of business that I know you listeners, Fire Nation, are trying to grow. Break it down for us. Why, Michael, should we read this book? Without vision, the people perish. That's a verse right out of the Bible. It was true in ancient times. It's true today. Your vi- your team is counting on you for vision. You know, uh, there was a survey that was done. I, I quote this in the book. The number one uh, quality or characteristic that people want in somebody that's leading them is integrity. The number two thing they want is vision. Wow. If you want to succeed, if you want to lead a powerful team that accomplishes more than you could ever imagine, you got to have integrity and you have to have vision. And unfortunately, Business schools are not teaching this. Most entrepreneurs never learn it, but I've tried to break it down in a simple recipe so that you can do it for yourself and distinguish yourself and become a vision-driven leader. Love it. Where's the best place that Fire Nation can go to support you in this book? Uh, The best place is visiondrivenleader.com slash entrepreneur. Love that. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with MH and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And if you head over to visiondrivenleader.com slash entrepreneur, you're gonna be able to support Michael, this book, and of course, do awesome things as you move forward in these roaring 20s. So Michael, thank you for sharing your truth, your value bombs, your integrity, your courage, your tenacity with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Michael. And if you've had your big idea, well, then you'd be ready to ignite. But if you haven't, Well, guess what? My free training will get you to your big idea in less than an hour, less than 60 minutes. Visit yourbigidea.io today and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, are you ready to turn your passion into a profitable business? Then this free training and seven-figure playbook and resources from my good friends and top marketing experts, Nick Unsworth and Brian Delaney is for you. It's called Launch and Scale Now. And you can get instant access today when you visit launchandscalenow.com. Ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire tech team to help? With ClickFunnels, you can. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click.